Zapatero. And we are live. Welcome back to another episode of Supreme Verdict. I am one of your hosts, John Dunning. And as always on these shows, I'm joined by the pixiest of cats, Pixie Kitten. Welcome back. Hello. Um, how's it going? Oh, boy. Is this going to be 60 minutes of that uh, attempt, PK? Yes. I thought we talked yes. about this. Yes. This. <clears throat> no, this is going to be great. It's going to be fine. I'm going to use my British accent, and it's, it's going to be awesome. It's okay. good. All right. Uh, so, uh, so are you saying that there's some kind of connection or correlation, or do we have people that speak like that well yes we do but more on that yes. later first off uh i just want to thank everyone for for showing up and uh our this is kind of prime prime time hopefully for our uh fellows across the pond or fellows and fellas F fillies i don't know the, the proper um but yes across the wow. pond so uh, i hope this is going to become a, a great worldwide event but first before we jump into that we do want to tell you about <clears throat> who's bringing this to you that is cardsphere.com simply the very best place to buy sell and trade your paper magic the gathering cards online and please remember to join us on december 11th for the first ever singles league championship match uh, between jason alt cat light and alex kessler for the first ever vacant belt so these two gentlemen are competing in said singles league uh maybe not quite the belt just yet but maybe one day we'll see what happens <laughs> i'm really excited for the championship game because honestly i kind of miss jason all i'm just gonna <laughs> say it said one person ever uh and uh, which, which no i i miss him all the time of course i miss his musk uh but we're going to <laughs> talk about our our competitors like they're not here but even though they are uh let's first uh talk about oh well yeah let's talk about mr spicy himself and that is spice eight rack connor mcleod stand-up poet mtg video essays He's a Yawgmouth cosplayer. So uh, how do you think that Connor, uh, Mr. Spice 8-Rack, is going to fare in today's matchup? Um, I think Connor, Connor is going to do really well. Um, I've heard a little rumor that he's even prepared some notes for this. Uh-oh. So Should we all be doing that? Ugh. Yeah, I don't know. Will it help? Will it be enough? I don't know. We'll see. I don't know, but I hope he came correct because he is dealing with a monster number one uh, MTG community member in the UK, and that is none other than Pleasant Kenobi, Vince, the co-host of Dice Removal. He's a bee master and master memer, and just what else can I say but milk. Uh, how do you think <laughs> that uh, Pleasant Kenobi is going to do uh, up against his uh, compatriot? I think Vince is going to be a really strong competitor. Um, you know, he talks really fast. He can get a lot of words in in a short amount of time. So, you know, I, I don't know. We'll see. All right. Well, let's I, I think we've slow rolled this enough, PK. Let's jump in and meet our competitors officially. So introducing first, representing Channel, Channel Fireball, Spice, 8-Rack, Connor! There you are. Hello. Welcome. Hello. Thank you. Thank you for having me on. Absolutely. Welcome back to I the do. channel, sir. 
indeed it's been a minute i enjoyed my last time i was here and i'm hoping to enjoy this time just as much if not more i make no promises at all but let's meet your <laughs> opponent representing also channel fireball and that is with zero wins and zero defeats pleasant kenobi welcome back vince and welcome back as well to the channel and girls, yeah, it's been a while, John. It's been a while. Hello, Pixie Kitten. For the first time, I think we've hung out. It's your hat, a guy folks hat. Um, no, it's not. You have that era, right? That is the hat that oh, was that a pilgrim's hat, yeah. Oh, it's more of a pilgrim's hat, but um, it's got it's not got a belt on it. I thought it fits. That's, that's like the thing <laughs> you thought oh. it's a pilgrim's hat. Yeah, it's just a generic top hat. So, but it felt kind of British. I don't know. No, I'm impressed. I'm impressed with the effort. I put no effort. In. I have no notes. I have no physiology. <laughs> I feel like I'm about to get completely ruined by Connor here. Oh, oh well. Uh... Don't worry. It'll be. It's going to be a fun, calm, friendly competition, which <laughs> I will win. It's. It's, it's going to be a nice time. And first off, I want to thank the chat for rolling in. Uh, everyone's kind of rolling in uh, little by little, but we have already uh, MTG Strategist, Cozy, Sharp Shivers, uh, Card Bazaar, the coach uh, is here, Galaxy Game, Chris, MTG Mudsta. So this, you know, everyone is kind of showing out, uh, showing up in spades for this much-anticipated event. And first off, before we get into the proceedings, I just want to say I love everyone here. Uh, let's keep it a good, clean uh, debate, uh, and let's, let's get this on. Uh, so do we have – let's just go into the rules real quick. And uh, round three – chat we have a good chat going so please uh pay attention to round three so each round mm -hmm. consists of opening arguments rebuttals uh opening statements a question will be asked to the contestants in rotating order each contestant will be given uh two minutes i need to amend this uh slide uh for their opening argument then one minute for rebuttals in round one two and four uh the grand arbiter for this uh proceeding it will be myself will decide who has won the round and will award one point uh, to the round winning contestants and this is uh all based off of not only the accuracy of the argument, but also uh, entertainment-wise as well, because this is, you know, not the impeachment hearing. This is just supposed to be for fun. Uh, so <laughs> the and for whatever reason, we oh. do need to go into a sudden death. We will, but round three. This is where uh, it gets real important. That is uh, going to be picked by the chat. So the chat mm -hmm. gets. I get to take a nap during round three, which is probably well deserved after uh, the first two rounds of this barn burner. So I'm going to go to sleep and the chat will pick the winner of that round and then that will roll into round four uh do we have any questions from the competitors connor uh no i think that's all that's uh, that uh, that makes sense to me <laughs> <laughs> perfect uh vince i vaguely understand that we're arguing about things <laughs> that's accurate yep i mean that's that's most of our relationship whenever like we see each other in real life anyway but he's just like he tries to like thing i'm like stop it connor stop <laughs> i will nationalize you vince i will <laughs> all right all right well without further ado let's uh play that cool slide and wipe the board do i need a notepad for this sure i, I have one i'm gonna type gonna... loud Noxiously into my microphone while talking. <laughs> oh, I see. Well, I'm gonna. I've got my laptop right next to me, so I'm gonna be one hand on that, one hand on 
my energy drink. Wow. <laughs> I also have one la- hand on my lap. <laughs> oh, my. <clears throat> that, how did you guys know the first round question would be uh, the placement or proper placement of hands during debates? Uh, but uh, I knew it. Prepare for this. <laughs> guys are super prepared. You're nuking Earth right now. Is that what's happening? <laughs> Pixie Kitten, we have our first question. Let's put uh, two minutes on the clock. You will be our scorekeeper. Uh, yes. And you're actually wearing, quite honestly, all of the hats today because our, our couch oh. is decommissioned okay. until later. So. Yes. Yeah. So literally all of the hats. I'm ready. My cat. I wasn't trying to be me. I like your hat. It's okay. It's okay. I I didn't take it as you being mean. It's fine. (laughs) You're like, oh shit. Uh, She's not judging the round. So as long as you don't. I forgot my hat. That's the problem. I don't own one. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Put a hat on. Everybody should put a hat on. I just did my hair for this. Uh, I don't have a hat. Oh my god. Pat and I didn't, I'd feel oh, bad. You guys have headphones. All right, uh, you, are we ready here? <laughs> yep. Yes. Okay, so question number one. Listen oh, wait, up. wait, wait, wait. Time out. Sorry. Uh, Time out. Who goes first? That's a good question that no one asked. Uh, it's actually, so we put oh, first? during every, uh, or before every episode, we put out a Twitter poll, and the person that gets voted the most who wins the Twitter poll gets the slight advantage uh, advantage of picking whether they would like to uh, receive or punt the ball. So take the, the first question first or give it to the opponent. So it actually was about a little over 60% of the community. This was over like 400 uh, votes uh, voted in favor, said that Connor will, is the favorite. Uh, so you get to pick, sir, if you're going first or second. You know what? I'll go first. I'll take that. Wow. I'll take, okay. the, I'll take the bullet. Very nice. Okay. Lead by example. <laughs> there you go. Exactly. Okay. And when I get eventually crashed, I can blame it on that decision. <laughs> <laughs> Question number one. Here we go. Uh, the US and UK are two countries separated by a bit of water and a common language. Separated? Mm-hmm. But- Okay. For instance, what you call biscuits, Americans call cookies because that's what they are. Given the American roots of Magic the Gathering, we'd like to test your translating skills. Using any magic card of your choice, translate it into proper UK English. Why is your card and translation better in its UK form than your opponent's? Okay, uh, can I start? Um, let me get the timer ready, and yes, go ahead and start. Sweet. So my translation into uh, from American into English would actually be Oko Thief of Crowns translates into Oko Republican. Unfortunately, that could never work in America because your understanding of what a Republican is is very different to ours. However, Republican is just the correct way of saying someone who does not like the monarchy. And it is shorter, it's more concise. Maybe if it was shorter, the mana cost on Oko could have been one higher, mm-hmm. and so he wouldn't have been as busted in standard. That would be, if I was translating any card, it would either be that or spell artifact correctly with an E rather than an I. That's, and that's me. That's all I got. I think that's, I think that's concise enough. All right, perfect. Okay. 
So we, we did say that it needs to be a magic card. Oko is banned, so it's no longer a magic card, but I digress. It's a magic card in Legacy. <laughs> it's a magic card in Legacy. Know, didn't just... say magic card in Standard. You know, no, Listen, no. you. Yeah, yeah. Uh, <laughs> all right. Uh, 120 seconds on the clock for Mr. Pleasant Kenobi. Same question. Uh, whatever Pixie says, go. Go. So I have picked Cryptic Command for my choice. Because Cryptic Command is basically Brexit, or or take back sovereignty, depending on who you ask. It's a vague term, but no one really understands what the fuck it means. That's why it's so cryptic. And also, it does lots and lots of things, which Brexit kind of doesn't. So maybe I'm defeating my own argument there. But yeah, it's, it's, it's Brexit and or taking back sovereignty, depending on who you ask. The people who don't like it call it Brexit. The people who do like it call it sovereignty. And, and control players call it Cryptic Command. It says, oi, governor, no, you can't do that. But you can draw a card, and you can tap all your opponent's ministers because no one can agree on anything and then yeah we'll just we'll just drag the game out until until the next referendum or discussion also i don't know if oko could be convert can oh do i do a bottles now do no a bottles not, yet, not yet oh oh i'll hold back i'll hold back yeah yeah, yeah cryptic command is, uh, take back something to your Brit- Brit- back. depending on which british person you ask <laughs> very nice all right uh both both have uh yielded or, or stepped back with time, ample time on the board this is very uh, fast rifle uh, answers. This is great. Uh, so mm-hmm. let's go back for the rebuttal round. Now this is just sixty seconds for this uh, this go around, and we're mm-hmm. going to go back to Connor whenever Pixie says go. Go. Well, I think I actually agree. I think Vince's answer is quite a good answer. The only issue is that there is a strictly better version of what he said, and that's very cryptic command, which has <laughs> six different cards with two different pieces of artwork that all does different things that nobody can agree on, which is the actual proper very cryptic command. So I think I agree with Vince's answer. However, it is categorically incorrect because there is just straight up a better card for it. Oh, mm. okay. Man, these are these are just short, concise, and to the point. Let's go back to. I, I assume that you were you were you were uh, relinquishing the rest of your time, Connor. Oh uh, yeah, it wasn't just like a massive dramatic pause. That wasn't. <laughs> <laughs> that would have been great, uh, Vince. Back to you. Sixty seconds on the clock. There's two problems with Connor's logic. The first is that Oko, the most famous trickster in all of Magic now, would be a monarchy. Would be against the monarchy when we know that all the tricksters in British Parliament are super for the Queen. They all love it. All those fucking dorky jokers that we have as politicians, (laughs) they love the Queen. And secondly, the 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 idea that there's a strictly better cryptic command, but then you couldn't tell me which one it was. That's Brexit in a nutshell. Brexit will go on for years and years and years, and we'll have more very Brexits and very sovereign pullbacks and commands and cryptic commands, and no one will know what to call it. In years to come, people will say the word Brexit and no one will know what it is. In the same way, there's five or six cryptic commands now. So if anything, Con has proved my point by explaining <laughs> that there are more complicated ones that no one knows what they do. If anything, he's helped me. <laughs> wow. wow. All right. Getting getting wow. real spicy, but not from the person that you would think uh, from, from this side of the aisle. Let's go back to Connor. Let's close out round one uh, for your your final argument, basically. Now that you have all the facts, why is your pick the best and why is why is Vince's not? Why is it too cryptic? Go ahead. Mm-hmm. So, unfortunate, unfortunately, uh, Vince actually cut out for me for like the first half of his thing. So I'm not entirely <laughs> sure what he said. But, but I'm going I'm to go ahead and assume that nothing of value was said. Oh, um, so oh. I, 
see, the thing is, Vince, is that you picked singular cryptic commands. You didn't say all of the commands. If you said the command cycle, you've got primal command, you've got the people who are working off of their base instincts that Brexit is going to be a good idea when it's not. You've got profane command, which is anything that a Tory says. Incendiary command, the fact that Brexit is dividing our country and destroying it socially. Stuff like that. But you didn't. You said cryptic command. If you said the entire the command cycle, completely agree with you. Unfortunately, your argument is self-defeating when you just pick one idea, which is not what Brexit is. Oh, mm. all right. All right. So... I've got like a bunch of... M in the top of my nose as I was ending that. <laughs> that's <laughs> that's why I like any length like, calls the British man to do. <laughs> <laughs> okay. It's true. All right, Connor coming alive. Let's uh, let's close out this round, Vince. Cryptic command was uh, the British translation, or the American translation of the word uh, Brexit. And Connor said that I didn't pick the whole command cycle. Well, most people didn't really vote specifically for what Brexit has become. No one knew what they were voting for. No one knew what they were getting. So actually, in fact, I think the fact that I didn't pick the command cycle was almost thematically more poignant and on the, on the, on the point of the fact that Brexit and cryptic command are the same thing. You might not get this command. Hell, you could blindly jab at cryptic command and get different modes each time, which is kind of what you get with each and every offer that we get through Parliament Brexit. So actually, I think it's perfect, my friend. And every time you just keep giving me more fodder because I didn't make any notes and didn't think this through. <laughs> wow. Wow. All right. What a fiery first round. This is not disappointing whatsoever. Pixie, uh, you are also a, a person on the couch as far as a, a, another commentator goes. How do you think round one closed out? Uh, round one is really close. I think both competitors had great answers and great arguments. I don't know who you're going to pick well, at all. Let's go over the. Let's go over what we know. So uh, Spice Eight Rack, uh, Connor said, you know, <laughs> his pick was Oko Thief of Crowns, um, and because you know, basically it was, uh, and then he kind of went off like on the what republic the word Republican means and how the U.S. gets it quite wrong, which I quite agree with, uh, and then. He he stated that his that uh, 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 Kenobi's cryptic command wasn't cryptic enough, and that was kind of the rebuttal. Um, and then also threw in artifacts too, so it was kind of we kind of got like a, a point and a half uh, for for a pick there. Uh, no, and to be clear, no extra points awarded for uh, overachieving. Sorry, uh, Connor. But uh, then we go over to Vince's argument. Uh, he picked cryptic command, a uh, lot of Brexit, uh, you know, no one knows what it means. And, and that's kind of what the point of, uh, what cryptic command is. Uh, and then he says, you know, Oko would be against the monarchy. Uh, so with all, all the facts in just, uh, for sake of argument and everything, I would have to go with Pleasant Kenobi for uh, round one. I'm going to mm. pick cryptic command, uh, as the argument. So First round goes first blood drawn by by Vince. Vince, you mm. now, uh, but compelling. I mean, that was it was super razor close. So Connor's mm -hmm. definitely not even close to be uh, being out of this yet. He's probably just uh, awake. Now we're gonna go to round two. Vince, you get to choose whether you get to answer first now or give it back to Connor. I do. Um, I, I also I don't know if anyone's talking right now. But I do keep dropping out, and everything slows down to like bullet time. Oh so no! I, I am at a somewhat disadvantage. <laughs> oh, but it's fine. What I'm saying, I thought Connor was getting uh, like frustrated or upset, but I think he's just can't hear what we're saying. I'm <laughs> 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 like, have I pissed him off? <laughs> oh no! I know, right? I'm it's just fine. like, he's it's, usually a lot more smiling. Um, if you if, while during uh, Vince's, well, no, I was gonna say we could. Uh, 
if you want, you could try to drop off and, and pop back in to see if that clears it up a, a little bit. We could, uh, we could fill the time in while you try that. I'm going to quickly do that. I'll be literally right back. Okay, so okay. while we're doing that, Vince, you said that you have a, uh, because of the whole bannings and whatnot, you have a, a, a great video that you're putting out scheduled today, or has it already been uploaded? Yeah, it came out about um, four hours ago at the beginning of people getting home from in England. It's just it's just a, a slow play of me playing some Legacy uh, with my favorite deck that I couldn't play anymore because when in 6 basically invalidated the entire strategy because it made your mana denial bad and your X1's bad. And now Renin 6 is gone, so Legacy is free of the menace. Nice. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, I played some d today. I streamed a little bit of it on Monday. I'll be, I'll be playing a lot of d over the next couple of weeks before GP Bologna rolls around because I'm playing the Legacy main event. Excellent. A any uh, b big things besides that, like coming back to the States or anything uh, on the horizon for you? Well, we've got nothing planned for All America right. until the I year. So hopefully the I new year show up again. Connor, everything cleared up a little bit. Uh, mostly. We, you know what? I'll. I'm sure it'll all work out. I'm sure it'll be fine. <laughs> Definitely. Well, you so look. Yeah. Recent Connor's webcam on my screen has got a lot bigger. Has <laughs> anyone else noticed that? <laughs> Don't know why Skype has done that. Oh no! <laughs> I have left an increased in size. <laughs> right. Even my I final think I think It I'm, happens. Yeah. All I right. Mean, I've closed all of my other tabs. I'm gonna. I'm not gonna use notes just in case my laptop is like sapping power or something. Oh no! Aha! Uh -huh, we're now on the same level. Versus <laughs> Adam behind. No notes. You're still not on stimulants though, Vince. Um, is that the same can, Connor? Or is that like the fourth can? <laughs> judge yet, lest ye not be judged. Thank you very much. Oh. <laughs> I'm, I'm a recovering energy drink addict. This is. Uh, yeah, this is an intervention. This is yeah. yeah, I may or may not have a mini fridge behind me, but let's not go into that. Man, it was the it was the blue monsters that made me so fat. I never re it recovered. Uh, but let's uh, let's go right to round two. Uh, so, uh, Vince, enough stalling aside. Are you keeping the ball? or Are you gonna kick it off? Oh, I'll let Connor go first because that went really well for me last time. <laughs> I figured you might say that. Curses, my my hubris and kindness has not paid off. <laughs> Dang. Perfect. Uh, so let's put 120 right. uh, seconds on the clock. PK, let's, uh, Pixie, this is going to be tough, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, let's hear the question. Okay, question number two. It's movie time. Talks mm. of a Magic the Gathering cinematic creation have been in the rumor mill for years. The most promising being an announcement in the last year of a project involving Netflix. We want you to share your thoughts on some up-and-coming UK acting talent. What lesser-known UK actor or actress do you think would be great as a Magic the Gathering character in a cinematic production? What role would you cast them in, and why would they totally nail the part? Mm. Okay. Can't tell I have movie podcast or anything, huh? Um <laughs> Connor, did you get to hear all of the question? I did. I actually heard all the question. I wish I hadn't because I don't know that many underground UK actors. But <laughs> well, neither do we. So, I'm yep. so glad you're going first. <laughs> you're like Bill oh, Blansky. Gonna... Yeah. Okay, so we're starting time now. All right. He's not not well-known he's a reason he's like sort of i don't know c-list celebrity but i think that peter capaldi would make an excellent voice for nicole bolas um he is a he has gravitas he has viciousness he has a beautiful scottish accent and i would love to see 
Nicole Bolas, portrayed by one of the most threatening sounding men in all of British cinema and television. So I think Peter Capaldi playing Nicole Bolas. Um, yeah, I think that's that's my answer. I don't really know what else I could say. <laughs> I've, I've been wrong <laughs> footed on this one. <laughs> oh my goodness. Okay. I, I pulled up a Peter Capaldi, yeah, yeah. and I know it's not the same guy that we're, that we're <laughs> you're talking it's about. It's Peter Capaldi. Connor's referring yes. to the Doctor Who before. Doctor Who. Oh, gotcha. Yeah. Okay, perfect. Yeah. I, I know him. In All the right. thick of it, guy. All right. Over to Vince. Uh, I assume you have chosen uh, or decided for us to pick British actors to try and bring some sort of uh, British wit to the proceedings. Ooh, uh, so my first pick would probably be someone like David Mitchell. Now, he's not up and coming either, but he's slightly less famous than Peter Capaldi because he wasn't fucking Doctor Who. I know we're going to come later, but I'm just going to throw that one out there. I think David Mitchell would make like a, like as a, an olden Urza who's just really sick of being as powerful as he is, and he's got the the snark and the and the wit of a British. <laughs> or he could be Khan, where he's bitter at his past creation, where he's just like, "God damn it, Urza! Why did you give me this metal body? And why can't I hurt other mortals?" So I think that'd be good if we went that way. I don't think it'd be good for a young Gatewatch, although David Mitchell's Garrick would be kind of funny and or hot. But I think I wouldn't go down that route. <laughs> So uh, more than one because I've got one more. Yeah, Olivia Coleman because she's in absolutely bloody everything. Oh yeah, and that there you go from she's the favorite, right? Uh, she's from uh, uh, what's she from? Not Torchwood. Uh, what was the thing about the, the lost child? Warchurch. That's it. She's in Portugal, in the Crown now. She's won loads of BAFTA. She's hardly up and coming either. She's also in Peep Show with David Mitchell, so they've got chemistry. All right. Can you. For either of us, is it? We are. We're really bringing the best of Britain, aren't we, Vince? Like BAFTA award winning actors as up and comers. Before we go to Connor, what a couple of roles that David Mitchell's been in? Refresh my memory. Apart from uh, that Mitchell and Webb look, um, which is like, I, as you know, I was going to say something, but it's part of my rebuttal. So oh, I won't. Yeah, yeah. Vince. Oh, oh you want So he's in uh, the Peep Show, is famously the like cult comedy that's become very, very popular with him in it. Uh, he's obviously the Mitchell and Webb look is the, the, the sketch show. And then he's, he's more of a TV pundit these days. He's okay. on like every other panel show as just being incredibly snarky and cynical and very, very funny and quick witted. That's basically his. Mo, he's, yes. I don't think he's acted much. Recently. I think he's in some really shit Shakespeare program where he plays Shakespeare. Um, oh yeah, I'm, about... I'm just I'm just throwing quite some fodder there to like to fire back at me. But that show <laughs> looks terrible. Ignore that one. All right, perfect. Okay, so let's go. Thank you for the clarification <clears throat> to both of you. Let's go to the rebuttal stage. Sixty seconds on the clock for Mr. Spice Eight Rack. Sweet. Go ahead. Uh, so I think we could just take off the fact that we both said incredibly well-known actors. No, and let's just take just off the well that, than mine. Uh, just, just uh, uh, let's not. Okay, you're using up my time. I, I take it back. So uh, <laughs> for for David Mitchell to play Urza or Khan, I think that would be very fun. However, we were asked to pick the most appropriate actor, and I'm sorry that at no point is Urza ever. Of this old bumbling, silly old man, and no point is Khan this like joyous bumbling person. And Garrick, 
is sexy, but neither is David Mitchell. I'm not sure where that was going, to be honest, but each to their own. Um, Peter Capaldi is just the appropriate casting choice. He is Nicole Bolas. He has the villainy. He has the power. He has the gravitas. And I think we'd all like to see a Peter Capaldi character after his Doctor Ten seconds. Edition, where he actually gets to explode and showcase his breadth of acting talent. Okay. It's time. All right. This is uh, a lot closer than it originally started out to be for this round. Let's go back to Vince. 60 seconds on the clock. I pulled my headphones out and I've got like loudspeakers. One second. Okay. <laughs> I, mean, we... I hate it when that happens. Yeah. I was wondering if you guys got a huge amount of feedback then. So I was so shocked at his retort that I pulled my headphones out by accident. <laughs> My retort then. So you're saying that like David Mitchell wouldn't be able to encapsulate uh, Urza. He could encapsulate a very uh, pissed off, uh, misanthropic Urza because that's kind of like where you get to when you're a god, right? He could also encapsulate Khan being fed up of you know like just everywhere he goes, he fucks things up, doesn't he? He creates his own little planet and then like absolutely infects it with alien evil people by stepping in goo he can be very frustrated and the point i'm getting to is that they've asked us to cast british actors in roles that aren't necessarily even voiced by british people in other media or aren't quintessentially british characters or or any of that nonsense so you can go for your like scottish nicar bolas because you think the scots are all evil or some weird statement but Ooh. i'm just trying to bring something new to the character perhaps explore things with some casting of the first british actor i could think of <laughs> oh. oh hey that's time uh, that was almost a uh, clip uh, after the bell on that one but no the less infect uh, effective or infective uh, d depending on how you took it let's go back to connor for the closing uh argument i would like to remind the audience that vince just said that uh david mitchell is in a terrible shakespeare uh production <laughs> if david mitchell can't perform, can't play just some random guy who writes plays. How are we going to expect him to encapsulate the pain and anguish of a part god? Um, mm -hmm. I, yeah, no, I think I think David Mitchell was just a ridiculous casting choice, and I think the person with the surname McLeod potentially doesn't hate the Scots. Not sure about that one, but like we could we could we could open that up if you'd like. <laughs> Take <laughs> flower of Scotland over your rebuttal. <laughs> All righty. Closing arguments for this round for Vince. Okay. Saying he hasn't got range. What's Capito Capaldi? Capito Capaldi? What is Peter Capaldi famous for? <laughs> the thick of it and being Doctor Who and not particularly a good one that people liked. David Mitchell, in his sketch show, played many characters, such as, I haven't clicked the link yet, but some famous ones like. Uh, uh, Angel Summoner. That was a character that he played in that show. Um, uh, <laughs> Hopeless Man Number Two. Do you see? He's got scope and range. He's been Shakespeare. He's been a, a, a young lad who can't. Who's got commitment issues. He's been Angel Summoner. He's got range. Peter Capaldi swears a lot, or is Doctor Who? And neither of those things <laughs> is really Nicopolis now, is it? Let's be real. Oh, mm. fiery mm. end to this round. Oh, my God. Not even wow. a drop off from, from the fire we saw in round one. I am not a Doctor Who fan, admittedly. PK, you, uh, Pixie, you are, right? So Yes, yes. So the only, the only actor that I knew was Peter Capaldi. So the rest of them were randos to me, for sure. Wait, oh, you've got to watch the Tenant. You've got to watch Tenant. 
Oh, okay. David I'll write Tennant. it down. Like David Tennant oh, uh, in David everything, Tennant. as well as um, Doctor Who. Like he was in Broadchurch as well. Everyone, like England, only has like six actors, so they just keep <laughs> rotating. Through different yeah, movies. no, I love David Tennant. He was definitely my oh. favorite Doctor. Yes. Oh, I thought you meant you'd only seen Capaldi series. Oh, sorry. No, no, no. I didn't know any of the other British actors or actresses. So on Netflix or anything, you should watch it. It's great. It's one of the best British of all time. So just for for the question's sake, we said a, a more unknown, kind of a more you know, speakeasy type of British actor, Peter Capaldi. Uh, Like Vince said, he's fucking Doctor Who. So, I mean, that was a little bit, you know, uh, correct, right? Uh, And David Mitchell, I I consider myself uh, pretty knowledgeable as far as film goes, and I've never heard of David Mitchell. So that would, you know, just as far as that part of the question, I would say, what, what, yeah, I would say that would be more in line with what the question asked. However, uh, mm-hmm. David, uh, someone said, oh, uh, Connor said David Mitchell, not sexy. I mean, dad bods are back in, sir. Uh, so I didn't know. I, I saw some pictures <laughs> and I'm, you know, cuddling. It's great to get on sex appeal. Look at Peter Capaldi. There's, Look a, at that. there's a kink in every Cheeky group, green. man. You never know. Um, <laughs> imagery. <laughs> uh, and. But uh, what I did like on on uh, Connor's side is he said that yes, David Capaldi. I know I'm saying that that name wrong, um, but David Mitchell Peter. couldn't couldn't really do a, a compelling Shakespeare. And what do we want in a in finally getting a Magic the Gathering movie or TV show? We want compelling people in the right spots. So that was a, a huge shining mm. moment for his argument. Um, and then against uh, and then with uh, Vince. You know, and Karn sucks. I, I loved that part of it because, yes, I, thank you for finally calling Karn out on his bullshit because literally everywhere <laughs> that silver bastard goes, he infects. And it's just it's just like, you know, apartheid. So let's go to. Wow. Uh, yeah. The, the pick is uh, I, I think the pick has to go uh, because I am such a proponent of and, and pusher of this Magic the Gathering thing in media i want compelling characters i'm gonna pick spice eight rack ri- winning round <gasps> number two wow. we are all tied up um, coming in clutch there how did that happen one to one i don't know that we are all shocked and surprised right now <laughs> that's right uh and according to the chat i got both both picks <laughs> wrong but that's okay it's it's our show uh so let's go to Round number three. Round number three. So this is your chance, chat, to to get back at me for my, you know, whether you think it's questionable judging mm-hmm. skills or not. This is all on mm-hmm. you. I get to take a break. I'm still going to listen and commentate, of course. But th- you all are going to be picking the winner of this round. And mm-hmm. this is very important because we're, we're at one and one. Very, so, very important. Uh, very important. So, PK, yes. let's go to uh, – well, first off, uh, Connor, you have uh, control once again. Are you going to be mm-hmm. – Sticking with your, you're one and one with going first. Now, are you going to be sticking with this mantra? Or are you going to be kicking it back off to Vince? You know what? I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna extend the olive branch and I'm gonna stick with it. I'm gonna go wow. first. Wow! <laughs> just okay. I'm gonna make, I'm gonna make Vince look like a right dick. <laughs> oh wow! Tripling down on a questionable strategy. I like it. Uh, all right. PK, let's Pixie. God damn it! Let's get the third question. Okay, question number three. As the world political stage continues its spiral into a dystopian cluster of dank memes, 
We aim to add to the madness. With the December general election coming up in the UK, we are dying to know which legendary planeswalker or creature of Magic the Gathering would you like to see running to be your representative in Parliament? Why is your choice the better candidate? So, Putting time on the clock. And go ahead. So my pick is uh, Doretti Scrap Savant. <clears throat> he is an industrialist. However, he understands what it's like to come from a disenfranchised background. Uh, he was viciously discriminated against within the academy on Fiora. And when he came back, he dismantled that power structure in order to create a fairer and better society. At the same time as improving things uh, in a infrastructure sense for the people of his plane. Um, and within my local constituency specifically, I think that idea of creating infrastructure for the people as opposed to just infrastructure for the wealthy and powerful is very much needed as we have a big problem in my local constituency of lots of very expensive houses and flats being built with very little in the way of affordable housing. Um, so yes, Doretti Scrapsavant, I would like to vote for him to represent me in Parliament. Nice. So, so you do live in Seattle. Uh, <laughs> uh, <laughs> so specifically, Doretti Scrap Savant, correct? Because there is two iterations, I believe, of Doretti. So we're going with this. Oh, sorry. I was the the Doretti character. I mean, Doretti, uh, ingenious iconoclast, is also like a okay. like a fine representation of that. So just Doretti in general. Perfect. I just yes. wanted to clear that up for the chat. So just so everyone has all the information, uh, let's go over to Vince. I'm sure you've cooked up. Something going second in these uh, three rounds, so let's hear it. Okay. So I'm going to come into this and play advocate, but I guess I'm going to play advocate because I can't just go for one. <laughs> okay. The, the, I won't go to rebuttals just yet, but I'm going to put forward Leobold, Emissary of Trust, mm. because not only is he a man of many colors and many uh, types of manner, being three colors himself, he's, he's walked many paths in his life. He's going to be experienced, right? But... From a functional perspective, not only is he an elf advisor, not some random inventor that builds robots at the back of a shed, but again, I'll get to my rebuttals later. Uh, each opponent can't draw more than one card a turn. He keeps the playing field level. And if we need someone to negotiate and sell this ship, to sell the UK out of hard times, out, out of this mess that is Brexit, someone to negotiate it, we need someone who will get it done. Someone who is perhaps strong and steady. So I'm going to pick Leovold. He's also electable. Let's be honest. We've got a problem in this country where people won't elect socialists or people remotely socialist. So you're all about this kind of backwater and, or, or poor background or whatever. That's not electable. The papers will tear your candidate apart. But again, that's another rebuttal. So I'll, I'll hold back a little bit. I'll hold back. <laughs> okay. Uh, it seems like we have touched a nerve on this round, Pixie. I you know. Get here, but that should go against me. <laughs> uh, we're, Josh. You're not Judge the only country that doesn't yeah. elect a, a, a more progressive uh, candidate, so I, I feel your pain on that one, sir. Mm -hmm. All right, mm -hmm. but I, I, you know, let's not. Yeah, let's just keep going. <laughs> let's go to the rebuttals. All right, go ahead. So uh, on the first point, Doretti has walked more than one color of manner. He's both red and black, so that's mm. uh, a lie. Uh, we also have um, Doretti isn't just some random creator who builds things in a shed. He dismantled, um, oh, what is it called? Uh, the Academy, the Academy of Fiora, one of the strongest and uh, most elitist uh, 
oh, what you call it, institutions on the entire plane. He can get stuff done. Whereas Leopold is just an advisor. We don't need more career politicians in politics. We need people on the ground who understand the needs of the people. Oof. Also, Doretti is cool. <laughs> Most importantly, he looks like uh, Darth Maul from, uh, you know, uh, spoiler alert. Oh, Never mind. Um, Don't listen to me. Uh, from, yeah, from the spoiler thing. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, yeah. All right. We don't have that anymore. We don't have Disney Plus yet, so please what? don't spoil things. We no, don't, no, no, no. It, don't no, give Disney Plus Rebels. Oh, okay. I thought you were actually making a Mandalorian reference. Oh, no, like, no, I no. hope he's not. I'm not. No, like, that's good, too new. Good. I'm not that oh. big of a dick. Yeah. Oh, I love Baby Yoda. Sorry. Continue. <laughs> <laughs> I would like, I would like to add that to my points. My love for Baby Yoda. I would like to add that to my argument. <laughs> that's relevant. Yeah, yes. Well, uh, Looks a bit like Baby Yoda. Sorry. Continue. Judge will say, "Yeah, we'll allow that uh, to be added to the record." Yeah. <laughs> Sure. Yep. <laughs> All right. Let's go. Uh, Vince, let's hear your rebuttal, sir. Chicken that rebuttal way. He's like, oh, well, yeah, he, he's not just one color of mana. He's two. Like I said, Leobold is three. <laughs> Leobold has more background mm. and experience than Doretti does. And you just told me that explicitly, which is very weird. Secondly, he dismantled a much beloved institution. So is this similar to how, like, the conservatives keep taking the NHS and trying to privatize it? Is that comparable here? So you're telling me you want to elect someone who who rips apart established convention in order to just like fuel their own their own ends, really, as opposed to looking for the needs for the many, drawing cards when people confront and attack your resources. Levo will draw you cards. What would Toretti do? He'll recycle some scrap. That's mm. not what we need in British politics. We need resource management and elves. <laughs> <laughs> Elves, I like that point. You, you just that <laughs> yes, tidy desk, tidy country. Just gonna say that. Ah. Mm. 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 Now we're talking about how size matters. Let's go back to Connor uh, for the closeout for round three. Uh, for, sorry, uh, for context, the Academy of Fiora is an elitist and incredibly, uh, an incredibly bad institution that discriminates against people who are not born into noble classes. It's probably not a good idea to go toe-to-toe -to -toe with a Vorthos on this one, Vince, I must admit. And also, Doretti doesn't recycle scrap. He gets rid of the bad that you currently have to replace it with the good that you lost. That is exactly what we need in this country. We need to get rid of things like Brexit. We need to get rid of things like the idea that we're going to sell the NHS and go back to the uh, fully state-owned things like the railway system and the fully state-owned NHS. We have to nationalize. And you know what, Vince? Leovold may be three colors, but one of those colors is blue. And red is the color that truly matters in this argument. <laughs> Wow. Wow. <laughs> wow. That was strong. Jeez. All right. I've been watching so many Twitch debates. I <laughs> <laughs> have some okay. of my sweet and sour. Okay. Yeah. So two, two, two points, really. Firstly, is the direct rebuttal to what you just said. It's absurd that someone who's wanting to talk about politics and then who should be elect is talking about things being objectively bad. Mm. You're saying this institution is elitist, but that seems to be from your perspective. From my perspective, the Jedi are evil. Okay? So I think... <laughs> I think you taking this very much a perspective-based thing and and saying uh, uh, subjective things as fact is a little bit a little bit icky. That's kind of what some sort of American politicians are doing right now. Yeah. And then secondly Ooh. and lastly, our point was to find a politician that we think could get elected and do things. 
agree with every policy your directly has, but I agree, I agree with the Greens and the Lib Dems for years, but they were never getting elected, buddy. So there's no point in putting up a Doretti because the public won't vote for them. But uh, uh, Leopold, he's a lovely looking fella. He's got a lovely looking desk. All right, people will vote for a Leopold because they want less taxes and more card draw. Doretti ain't giving that to them. He's just going to be like, oh, look, I've recycled a, a car into a blender and down with these institutions that you like, like the NHS. <clears throat> uh-huh. Time. Ooh, all right. So that is so we're gonna give the chat about two minutes uh to pick the winner of that round. This is a very pivotal round. Like I said, we I, are tied up at one. I have a little look at what chat's saying. <laughs> Better not to. No, it's joking. No, it's chat's <laughs> I love you all. I uh, vote Vince. That's a good that's a good first start. <laughs> from wow. some guy pl- named Pleasant Kenobi. That's crazy. Um yes, so while you were um Kind of fixing the connection, Connor, we, we got some updates on what Vince is up to. So while we're waiting on the votes to come in, uh, any any spoilers or tasty tidbits you could give us about your latest project that you've been working on? Uh, sure. I actually have it open um, just behind this. Uh, I'm working on the audiobook speedrun for the Wildred Quest, a, uh, a, game that I, a, game, sorry, a book that I actually really enjoyed reading. Um, it had some... Uh, some parts which I wasn't too hyped about, but not any like not anywhere in like the same capacity as like the Greg Weisman's uh, Weisman's like uh, contributions to Magic: The Gathering law. So it's it's going to be like a pretty positive um, and very silly little video, like about seventy minutes long. So that's the current thing I'm working on. Um, but I am working on something special for December, which is a question that has like bothered me for the entire. Time that I played Magic, one of the first questions that I ever had about sort of like in terms of Ludo narrative and mechanics. So I'm going to be bringing that to December. I'm not going to spoil what that is yet, but it has Aww. something to do with wild hogs, hmm. and that is my um that is that is what I'm working on at the moment. Uh, and also I'm, I'm also doing a play, so that's that's me. Excellent, yeah. And, and uh, you guys both, like you stated before, uh, both survived going to Las Vegas. Uh, for the first time, that was my old stomping ground. So, any any after hours that we could discuss real quick, while the uh, any cool stories from from the frying pan that is the Las Vegas desert. Uh, well, we had we did have a really lovely like walk around the city. Actually, me and Vince, we like we went to the Reese's Pieces place. We stood in the sun. We just it was just really nice. Um, I've been like a massive fan of PK since like I like started playing Magic the Gathering, and so to be able to just like wander around like a city and have a chat with someone who I've been like watching on YouTube for many many years and who I really like was actually like super chill. And also finding out that he was like a super cool person was one of the best things about uh, Magic uh, Magic the Gathering Vegas. So yeah, that was that was a little tidbit of the of the story, a little bit of wholesomeness. Oh, I thought he was talking about me for a second, and I was like, <laughs> <laughs> never mind. I'm just a delusion because that's very nice, and I appreciate that, and I just, I'd get embarrassed and modest, and I want to move on. Oh, there's a PK in the chat. <laughs> Sorry, I, I missed everything. I missed everything. You went robot. Oh, I was saying how I get embarrassed easily, so I'm going to move on the topic, not to be ripped. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Um, there's a PK in the chat, and I don't know if that's me or Pixie, or is it another PK? How it's not. Pi- it's not me. Uh, it's not me. I'm Pixie Kit in place. Try and get the vote. Move, pretending it's me. <laughs> oh. All right. It's so I think strange. we've slow rolled this enough. Do you have the official tally, Pixie? I do. Um, we have 
four votes for Leovold. And six votes oh. for Duretti. Yeah. That is a win for Connor. We're going Bernie Sanders on this one. All right. And everyone is currently super robotic. So I don't know if Vince said something. And if I was like silent and he addressed a question to me or someone did, I apologize. I wasn't being rude. I just can't hear you. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Very nice. Thank oh. you. Vince, what, what? I don't know. What, what do you do? You disagree with the chat's assessment? I mean, I was just trying to go for the as polar opposite to Connor as I could. So I told you guys before we start this, I'm going to avoid being like devil's advocate, and I was like, oh fuck mm-hmm. it. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> just well, like I think we like Leopold. I think he's a bastard, so I wouldn't vote for him. <laughs> I do like. We need more like elves. It. I know. I know. Yeah. I get someone voted for. That's what I thought. You know. <laughs> All right, well, we are now headed uh, to round four with Connor enjoying a slightly two to one. So if we tie, if Vince wins this next round and I'm back in the, in the, in the uh, judge seat, then we go to a sudden death question. Uh, mm-hmm. But if not, if Connor wins this thing, then he wins it by TKO a, uh, you know, outright. So let's see what happens. This is a very pivotal round four. Uh, so Connor, you won the, the love of the chat room. Are you going to be answering first, or are you going to be giving the ball to Vince? Do I stick with my bad strategy? The answer is yes, I'm going first. Okay. Quad down, let's go. (laughs) Okay, question number four. Here we go. Mark Rosewater recently commented that Commander may in fact be the most popular constructed Magic the Gathering format being played today. In celebration of this factoid, we are literally putting you in the command zone. If Wizards of the Coast were to turn you into a legendary Magic the Gathering commander, what would that card look like? Why would your card have the most killer win condition? And I'm putting time on the clock. Wait, wait, it looks like you might have cut out. Everything's got really robotic. Uh-oh. Can you read the last quarter of that question? Yeah, sorry. That's okay. If Wizards of the Coast were to turn you into a legendary Magic the Gathering commander, what would that card look like, and why would your card have the most killer win condition? Oh, okay. So, my card would be a mono-red legendary... I'll just go mono red legendary advisor, I guess. It's probably the closest thing to what I actually am. Uh, art-wise, it would I'd ask to be uh, drawn by Wayne Reynolds uh, because he's my favorite magic artist. Um, and as for a win condition, I think you know I like I like win conditions that like get everybody like like everyone kind of wins the game. So I think my commander, my commander would when it enters the battlefield, you'd pick an opponent. And if that opponent won the game, you both won the game. That would be the entire point of the deck. As soon as the card went away, that effect went away. But that would be the point of the deck to try and help someone else to win the game. And if they do, you win. I think that would, if that was, if that was something that I could design, that would be quite a, kind of ridiculous and fun. Yes, that would be me. 
So uh, you went your you went a little potato for me. I I, I think I missed. Oh no! No, no, no it, w- it wasn't too bad. But it's you said uh, when it when it entered the battlefield, when your commander entered the battlefield, you pick an opponent and then you help someone else. Uh, then you pick someone to win. So when you when it enters the battlefield, you choose an opponent, and if that player wins the game, if that player would win the game, you instead win the game. But if that player loses the game, you lose the game. Got it. Got it. Wins. Okay. Wow. Okay. Thank you. Thank you for that clarification. Uh, all right. Let's go to Vince. You've had some nice ample time to cook up your own vanity card. So. Go ahead. Right. I would be a mono white commander and a good one because they just don't exist. Because Wizards <laughs> of the Coast haven't printed good white cards. For years, they've neglected the colour for some bizarre reason. It has no discernible colour identity, so I'll be giving it brand new stuff. And do you know what? I'll be pushed. I'll be a clown or a jester or something. That doesn't matter too much. But when I'd make creatures gain you, draw you cards and gain you mana when they enter the battlefield, I'll be like a mono-white shoe lane. The reason being is that no one plays with crap commanders. If you look at EDH Rec, the reason that shoe lane or Moldrotha are the most picked commanders is because people like to play with dumb, broken stuff. So I'd be the most powerful white commander going. I would draw you cards and gain you mana in some combination when you play white creatures. That's what I would do because people want to play with that sort of thing. And we need more of that stuff in Magic because Wizards aren't doing it. So if they aren't going to do it, I'll design it. Not that I can get people to play with it. But yeah, I'd be an incredibly powerful, color pie breaking white commander. (laughs) Like you added color pie breaking. Well, you have to. Am I out of time? Am I out of time? You still have a minute. Oh, sick. I want to keep going. Okay. So the problem with white is that it doesn't have a color identity, that they give everything to it tertiary. So like, it doesn't draw cards unless it's like really, really narrow and attached to like 1-1 one, one creatures. It doesn't do anything. Like Life gains its one thing, and life gain is crap. So the point is, I would open it up to be parts of the color pie that at the moment would be a color pie break. But in time, Mara would be like, you know what, Vince? You reinvigorate the color, and now we can do more things. Because King Kethis isn't a white commander. He's a five-color commander, okay? Mm-hmm. I'd make a white commander that steals part of blue's color identity. Yeah, that number. All right, perfect. Okay. <laughs> no, both, both very, uh, very... We both picked monocolored uh, commanders, but for very different reasons. This is nice. So let's go to the rebuttals. Uh, why, why isn't white right, I guess, uh, Connor? <laughs> well, that's a question. I didn't know you Um... So, like, no. So, um, I think that I think it would be. It, I completely agree that white absolutely needs a strong uh, change in the way that it's being like dealt with. I'm actually writing an article uh, right now about how like white consistently gets the short end of the stick. Um, however, I think making the most powerful white card that's ever been printed, maybe that's a step too far. Maybe we add something that is just like, I don't know, a little tidbit that white doesn't normally usually get and then build on that. And when it comes to designing commander decks, I don't necessarily, at least from the decks that I play and the decks that other people I know who play, they don't want a super powerful commander. They want an interesting commander that does something that's a bit unique rather than just like giving a white card blue and red abilities. So I think my card does something that's never been done before and makes for a much more interesting commander than Vince's just very, very good white card. Although I will give like... Ten seconds. Vince, it is white. 
milk on brand. I've got to give it <laughs> mm. Okay. Wow. Helping out the Kenobi with the branding. Not too sure. I mean, I don't, I don't <laughs> like my commander does. Much like my commander does. Oh. So it all circles back. It was nefarious after all. So, it's, it looks like your pinky was a... blurred out, like <laughs> censored. <laughs> <laughs> that was great. Wow. All right. So it looks like there isn't really that much to give a rebuttal to, because Connor's just agreeing with the vast majority of what I'm saying. But I will, I will count on one of his own points and and the ending statement of the thesis as well. Um, firstly, I'm not looking to steal red and blue, or put red on blue's abilities on there. I'm literally saying we reevaluate where the color pie is because blue gets the vast majority of things, including interacting on the stack and drawing cards and even mm. even like mana box, for example, in the latest sets. So I believe that white should just have some of those things full on. But the problem with your commander, this unique thing you want to do, is that it makes me roll my eyes. What is the worst thing someone can do to you in Commander is Kingmake. You have a game where the whole game's been interesting and complicated and like, oh, herp-de-dope, I guess I win as well, or just we win. And, and those sort of mechanics are ridiculous <laughs> and frustrating and not fun to play with. And I'm not saying my version of my Commander has to be super pushed and be the best white card ever printed. I don't want to abandon Legacy in Modern. It can be a five-mana uh, like legendary creature of a, a tribe that doesn't matter. But my point is it'll be pushed for a white Commander, which is very easy considering all the white commanders are complete and utter garbage. So no king-making, and make white... I'm going to say these words with full stops in the way. <laughs> Good. In Magic the Gathering again. Oh, saved it. Mm. Wow. That, that's yeah. why I know the last second with that one. That got real <laughs> close, yeah. Um, <laughs> perfect. All right. Uh, let's go back oh. over for the closing argument of this very pivotal... Like, like there's stakes involved. Right? This very important round four... Uh, mm -hmm. Mr. Connor, when you're ready. Uh, well, I would say that there are, I mean, white does have cards that can kind of interact on the stack. Something along the lines of eight and a half tails is almost like a three mana counter target spell that targets something you control, which is a very interesting mechanic that white has not seen before or since. And we could bring that back. White does have stuff in its color identity that just isn't being utilized. And you say, oh, we need to like reevaluate the color pie. That is literally just giving things that are blue to white. And my commander, yes, it's got that king making. In fact, no, it doesn't have a king making thing because it says to everybody else, if you let this guy win, then these two people win. So they target that person. So it's not even necessarily a king makery kind of card. You can play it in terms of an aggressive card that you're going to try and encourage people to kill, or you can play it in a group hug style card or a specific, I guess, um, equity-driven group hug type. Of, uh, Ten type, seconds. Um, where you are helping one particular person out. So no, I think my my card has variety, and your card is just big. <laughs> That's time. There we go. All right. <laughs> <laughs> I thought it was another dramatic pause. Oh, was so. a dramatic pause. That was a dramatic pause, but it was like a pause because I ended. Perfect. Right. <laughs> Vince, let's close it out. Uh, so the reason that I went for more basic stuff like uh, being able to draw cards off of creatures, for example, is because I still want it to fit within what white already does currently. The problem we have with recent good white commanders like Teshar is that they're not really white commanders. They're just commanders for decks full of colorless cards. Eight and a half tail was your example. That was printed uh, off the top of my head, what, 12 years ago? I mean, that just proves my point that we need more better white cards, better and more interesting. And the other thing you said in the battle before, that's what I'm going to go back to, where you're like, oh, people don't just want powerful cards, they want interesting. Sure. Make interesting and powerful. Modrotha, interesting and powerful. Tulane, in 
kind of interesting and powerful. Like <laughs> people will play the most powerful, interesting options they get instead of the same old. Oh, I play a legendary creature and gain some life. I do like some of the ideas of what you're going with with your like other players win thing, but that's as much as I'm going to say because we're in a debate. And um, ten seconds. <laughs> it still causes politics at the table when don't forget. All people, I'm doing the advocacy thing again. People just want to keep politics out of their games, Connor. So, um, time, yeah, yeah, let's see how you ended it. Mr. Make White Better wants to keep politics out of the games. (laughs) I literally had someone tweet at me saying they were unfollowing me until I stopped being so political, and I was like, see you in like 40 years, bitch. You're you like, don't I'm, need to follow me. Yeah, you're like, I'm 21. I could outlive your boomer ass. Uh, but Pixie, this was a lot more of a, uh, I, I don't know, a cohesive argument. or Not cohesive, but like more, they not were complementary really. of each other's sides a, a little bit more. Because I think that even though we are in a debate, we could all kind of agree mm-hmm. that there needs to be more uh, diversity in monocolored commander cards anyways. Yeah. And specifically, I'm glad Absolutely. that both of these gentlemen uh, both picked uh, two colors that are known for kind of blase, like, you know, vanilla commander cards. So mm-hmm. not everyone just wants to play with Perforos or Elish Norn. So uh, I-, I loved both arguments. It's going to be... wants yeah. to play against them. Well, yeah, exactly, <laughs> yeah. Um, I-, I hate to pick a winner of this one, but I don't know. Uh, PK or Pixie, you are not a commander player, but ah. if you were, would you be more keen to want to sit down with the mono red uh, air quotes Kingmaker advisor or uh, drawn by Wayne Reynolds, fabulously, mm-hmm. uh, might mm-hmm. I add, or mm-hmm. a mono white clown that is a little bit uh, color shifty? Well, this is tough because I really like playing mono white, but it, it does kind of suck. So. Having a really great mono white commander would is very appealing, um, but I also like the mono red friend, like like be a friend idea too. But I don't know if that really fits with red. I mean, usually red is just like blow people up. I'm I'm not sure. I like both of them, so I don't I don't I don't know which one. Yeah. you should pick at all. I don't know. How are you going to decide? Well, it is tough because, like I said, I, I love I love both arguments because I think I think Watsi should listen to both uh, arguments. Um, Heck yeah, they should. Two brilliant people. Um, but <laughs> let's just go with the facts. Let's go with uh, uh, Connor first. So the Monored Advisor, like I said, the with the art, uh, I, I did like that you picked an artist. That was cool. Uh, and then what it does is you pick an opponent. If that player wins, then you win instead. Or if that player loses, mm-hmm. then you lose also. Mm-hmm. Um, and then you also said that white needs more. Uh, you want white to be more change incrementally than drastically like vince was saying if i was listening to your argument correctly connor and then white does not revolution yes yeah yeah Mm -hmm. and then so uh and then you said white does get to jump around the color pie i think you both kind of said that because uh vince you said like the white gets to draw a card sometimes you just have to jump through more hoops they get a lot of uh uh tangential or you know, uh, areas to, to kind of flirt with uh, the other color pie without having to add another color uh, to the mix. So, uh, Kenobi, you said, you know, that you're mono white clown. I love that. You, I don't know why, but I love, <laughs> I love the mono white clown. Uh, like a two lane kind of play uh, more with, so you're, you're playing more creatures, which is in white colors by four value mm-hmm. that might flirt with other colors. Uh, and, you know, you said that white has, uh, 
Uh, we just need a complete drastic overhaul of the of the color identity. You want to kind of just blow up the whole system. Um, and then, but, you know, Connor was helping you out. He said, you know, reevaluate. Um, let's see. Yeah, he, he, want, he was also on there saying that he wants to reevaluate what the color pie does. And king making sucks. I do agree with that, um, you know. Mm-hmm. I never trust a Feldegriff. Uh, and then more diversity in white. So, uh, again, this is a freaking tough one to pick. And this isn't, I mean, just to be, you know, whatever, to keep this madness going. But I have to give this one to, to Pleasant Kenobi. I liked mm. uh, that mono white needs to, uh, it yeah. kind of needs a refresh and a rebranding, I think. So I'm going to go with uh, Kenobi's on that one. We are all tied, mm-hmm. ladies and gentlemen, 2-2. Two, two. Sudden okay. death. Oh, no. Sudden death round. Sudden death. See you on the other side, PK. <laughs> <laughs> Which PK? I know. <laughs> I know, right? Yes. Is it me? Is it Pixie? Is it the one in chat? There's, yeah, there's three of us Definitely now. Definitely the one in chat. Oh, this yeah. is unfair. Right. Okay, so sudden death round. Question five. And, Vi- um, and Vince, you get to pick if you go first or second. Sorry. Okay. Oh. If it's sudden death and let Connor go first, does that mean he just dies? <laughs> <laughs> Dad jokes will get you nothing in this round. All right. <laughs> but it is still a debate topic, right? Right. Yes. Okay. I will let Connor go first, as he likes to go first. Because My this is thing. sudden death, are we having the same amount of like rebuttals and all that? No, we are just doing a opening argument and, and okay. rebuttal. And, and that's it. No closing argument or anything. It's just those two. And then during the rebuttal, you could. We'll actually add a, another minute to the rebuttal in this round because I not only want you rebutting uh, or closing out every. <laughs> that's a weird word. Uh, I, closing out everything, but just kind of telling the audience and and the and the judges and everything uh, about why your overall argument in this performance is is the one to go with. Gotcha. Okay. Here we go. Question number five, this is it, sudden death. In the Magic the Gathering Vorthos world, a great deal of storyline success comes down to the authors who are commissioned to write it. Recently, there was considerable controversy over a new author's handling or mishandling of an existing plotline. If you could commission any living author... To write the stories of Magic the Gathering in perpetuity, who would it be, and why are they the best for the job? It looks like Connor might not have gotten all the information on that one. Okay. Is that was it effectively? Magic the Gathering writing is kind of whack right now. Who would do good Magic the Gathering writing? Is that yes. the gist? Yes. Any living author. Oh, no. Come living. <laughs> yes. Making it difficult. Hello. I don't. I think we broke Connor with that. Hello? Oh, and he's <laughs> Hello, back. He's oh. back. He's Hello. Hello. Hi. Right, sorry. Um, was it who would uh, Magic Gathering writing is whack? Who should do Magic Gathering writing? Is that yes. the question? Yes. That's the question. Okay. Yeah. All right. Start the timer. I'm go ahead. <laughs> yep. Anytime you you go. Maybe. Go. Go. Go ahead. <laughs> I'm really, really sorry. God <laughs> sake, hang on. Oh, he's out. He is out. He left the call. Uh-oh. 
I knew that sudden death would do me well. <laughs> Fully professional setup. Okay, you, just had, you just had to outlast the, the Skype. Yes. <laughs> Technically, I've now lost. It's, it's, it's like in Magic when you go to sudden death and you just need to change your life total by one. It's like you play a life gain land on turn one. Yeah. But in this case, it's the other way around. Right. Whoever says Captain Crunch first wins, go! Yeah. All right. Yeah. Okay, so did you understand the question, Connor? You're right. It's... What living author could write ma better magic now? And living. Okay, good. Fantastic. Um, let me, okay, uh, say when the time has started. Go ahead. Neil Gaiman. Mm. Is there anybody else that could write? He, Sandman is one of the greatest pieces of a literary, uh, sort of comic book, certainly, but certainly literary fiction in a, uh, of the modern era. And that ties together uh, religions and and magical world american gods is a novel that has thousands and thousands certainly hundreds of gods in it unique characters each with their own distinct uh, personality and traits neil gaiman is the obvious pick he has so much experience writing fantasy novels that have large amounts of characters with really high concepts he's also a phenomenal writer my favorite book is good omens written by him and the late terry pratchett it is an incredible book again loads of characters but each of them feel real Neil Gaiman is the person to pick. I'm sorry, there is literally nobody else you could say. Neil Gaiman. <laughs> there we go. Oh no. Maybe in fact that the, the 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 for the first time the going first might actually have yeah, uh, been a thing here. I don't know, but we don't know. We haven't heard Vince yet, so let's go hear Vince's author. Who are you can make? Okay. Go ahead. I think uh, so. I'm going to go a bit more of a beaten track, but still very mainstream with Grant Morrison. Mm -hmm. So, Grant Morrison is known for writing comic books for 2008 and later on DC and Marvel. He is mm -hmm. very, very good at taking existing uh, continuities, existing canon, for example, the X Men and Batman, and reinvigorating them for readers and upping the ratings massively. So, he is very good at taking existing canon and using it. He is also, when he does this, he will go back deep into the lore and find weird tidbits that don't even fit anymore at the Batman of Zaron Thor, and he'll be like, okay, you know what? I'm going to make this part of modern canon. I'm going to explain why once Batman wore a purple suit and thought he was from a foreign planet when he wasn't, an alien planet when he wasn't. He's good at incorporating previous lore. And that's the problem we've got. The most recent controversy was because the writer was just completely oblivious to the build-up they'd had of the relationship that he completely butchered. And mm -hmm. we need someone who's willing to actually get, like, knee-deep in the trenches. I really want to go for a bit more representation here. He is Scottish when Neil Gaiman's English. So, I mean, again, we can get a bit more <laughs> off the beaten track there as well. And also, uh, Connor's Scottish, and he said he loves Scotland, so he's got to vote for Grant Morrison, right? But this guy has a huge writing credits. <laughs> Superman, <laughs> Batman, like, you name... Oh, sorry, am I out of time? No, 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 no. go, go, go. Oh, You're good. You name all the big giants, Justice League of America, every single big comic book, every single big anthology of... Um, of characters he has done and done very well to very high ratings with very little um as far as i understand it controversy around fucking things up like the authors on the magic cannon have done <laughs> so i think grad morrison is actually a much better fit also neil gaiman is oh that's a talk okay never mind um yeah god morrison let's get him in there let's get crazy with it let's let him uh appreciate the canon and do good by it oh my god dude. Okay. That was like the two pulls right like that was both like People that yeah. I yeah. thought I can't lie. would yeah. want part of so this good. damn thing. Oh, God. 
Why why are you guys so good at your jobs during this game? <laughs> Dang it, you're well, supposed to stop. Someone's supposed to like fumble a little bit. It's yeah. a little bit of a break here. But yeah, let's go to so this is just going to be the rebuttals and then just kind of mixed in, you know, we're going to have 2 minutes your overall, you know, performance why you deserve to win this episode of uh, Anarchy in the UK Supreme Verdict. So, Connor, uh, first tell us why uh, Grant Morrison is incorrect and then close it out, sir. Go ahead. Uh, well, it won't necessarily be about why Grant Morrison is incorrect. It's just that Neil Gaiman is just has the slight edge because I think Grant Morrison is a phenomenal pick. Um, but the reason why I think it, uh, Neil Gaiman has a slight edge is because not only is he very good at incorporating uh, world with like singular worlds that have lots of different characters into them, but he's good at lacing those worlds together a bit like a planeswalker, to be honest, in the way that Sandman is canon within the DC, um, within DC comics. Um, the fact that Neil Gaiman can tie those two entire worlds together in a narrative structure that makes complete sense. And also, in terms of ratings, his books are some of the most highly rated amongst sci-fi and fantasy readers. He is a phenomenal, phenomenal writer. Nationality has nothing to do with it. Um, and yeah, I just I, the um, the fact that he can he's also got uh, an extended experience within writing for uh, film, TV, and theater. So that means that if Netflix wanted to get um, a writer on that had experience writing Magic: The Gathering stuff, they just bring Neil straight onto the television show. He's also an actor. He could play a character. He could play Urza. Now I'm thinking about it because he looks a little bit like Urza, and I think that would be absolutely peng. In all fairness. So that's my argument. Um, Grant Morrison is a great pick, but Neil Gaiman just has that slight edge on being able to construct literally two different worlds to bring them together like a planeswalker. And then mm. why, why is your overall uh, kind of sandwich that oh. you've made with all ingredients tastier than, than whatever Vince produced? As in like all of my arguments or just that one? Yeah, sell yourself now why you are the clear winner of this, uh, this matchup. In 30 seconds. Right. Okay. I think that I think that uh, Vince has brought a lot of power to the table, but I feel like I've brought a lot of nuance to the table. I feel <laughs> that my concoction is very interesting. Nice. I feel like I've got different spices, different elements. I put it a bit. Oh, you know what? I reach for this jar, put it in. Don't know what it is. It's oregano. You know what? It tastes delicious now. Whereas Vince has just put on slab of meat, slab of meat, slab of meat. Yes, it's delicious. Yes, Ten it's seconds. Great. It's great ideas. I've just bought a little bit of that creative panache um, that Vince has, unfortunately, much mm. like who Vince has been lacking. Wow. It's time. I, I mean, I always have room in my mouth for a little bit more meat. So let's go back to Vince. Let's go wow. to your <laughs> deli meat. Come on. Okay. Kid show. Okay. So my rebuttal is quite simple, really. Um, as good as Neil Gaiman is and as prestigious as he is, uh, mm -hmm. Connor's point was that he's very good at lacing worlds together. And whilst he might be good, I don't know if he's Grant Morrison levels of good. Grant Morrison has been like the head showrunner on uh, showrunner book runner on huge anthology collections like X Men and Justice League, and on the tie-in books as well. And the problem we have with Magic is that it's not just a novel series. We've got core stories from multiple blocks. We've got a Netflix show coming. We've got comic books, and we've got novels. So actually. As good as we say Neil Gaiman is at this particular task, I don't think he has the credentials that like Grant Morrison would have on his resume for that particular skill set. Mm -hmm. um, on top of that, he's also like, I just looked it up, he's six months older, so he's got a bit more expertise in terms of age. I've lost. But I generally can't, I can't convey how much I think that the talents of someone who has brought multiple books together 
uh, spanning like you know years of storylines like he was the head architect on our final crisis which was a huge undertaking even if you didn't like the work itself it was still relatively cohesive and people did enjoy it and it got relatively good reviews same with 52 as well another really really big uh like book spanning storyline so that way he can keep it together cohesively even if neil gaiman arguably could write a better self-contained novel Magic isn't a self-contained novel, and that's the important part. Grant Morrison would be better as a basically a showrunner for the entire franchise, uh, spanning not only the books but everything else as well. Mm. Good Mm-mm-mm. lord! Ugh. All right, thanks a lot, guys. Oh, uh, sorry, thirty seconds. Why you did the overall? Uh, you kind of did. You kind of mixed that in. Never mind. Yeah, I think. Why, yeah. Why you? Oh, Grant Morrison's basically the the new Alan Moore, right? Like. And he would be my second choice at this point, I think. Well, but I I'm just saying, throwing that one out there. I was saying, like, uh, you know, selling yourself why you won this match more so than Connor did. Oh, because uh, Grant Morrison? That's how much I believe in my argument, John. That's how much I believe in my argument. Grant Morrison's expertise and his resume of entire franchise-spanning genre fiction. I will allow that to be my closing rebuttal. Okay. All righty. Whoa, what, I mean, hopefully the chat, uh, the chat looks like they love both Gaiman and Morrison. Like I said, this is, that's mm-hmm. not, I mean, both, mm-hmm. again, like the, the round four, these are both two fantastic picks and it's mm-hmm. going to be tough. Are you familiar uh, with, with either, well, I mean, you're of course familiar with like DC, Marvel, uh, X-Men, all that stuff, PK. Uh, and then yeah. are you familiar, familiar with like Neil Gaiman, like American Gods, all that stuff? I have never read anything from either of these authors, unfortunately. But I've heard of both of them, and I've always heard good things. So, I don't know. I think they're both really great choices. They, Both of our contestants sold their arguments really well. So, I don't, I don't know. Just quickly, I'd super recommend watching, if you haven't already, the um, Good Omen series then. Um, mm-hmm. Because, he, I mean, he, he wrote the book, or part wrote the book, Helped write the screenplay and was in it. It's it's amazing. It's one of the best like things on Amazon Prime um, of all time, in, in my opinion. I can't recommend that enough. So okay. if you do want Grant Morrison recommendations, hit me up and I can I can tailor make <laughs> which characters you like. So I can recommend you Batman stuff, but you might not like Batman. So that wouldn't make any sense. But it's well, who doesn't like Batman? Well, I don't know. Some people don't. Don't stuff Ben Affleck <laughs> into a Batman suit, and I'll like it. Um, even Clooney was better. Anyways, let's go. No, he mm. wasn't. That was a joke. A bad joke. Um, we're gonna go. Okay, so these are. It's this is splitting hairs, but this this these are the the points that really matter to me. Like thinking about uh, a, a book or or even like a, a TV series show. Run, you know, with these two gentlemen's stories. <clears throat> Gaiman's known more for originals that these are all his characters Sandman and uh, like American Gods Good Omens these are all his original characters but he seems to have such a fantastic understanding of the and what are planeswalkers planeswalkers are godlike characters superheroes of mm-hmm. the of the the magic cinematic you know multiverse uh, so who better to to put that on screen with a original voice than Neil Gaiman. However, um, Grant Morrison, you know, I'm thinking, I'm like, well, Grant Morrison has only done, he's only adapted other people's works. He's only taking uh, characters that have already, and he might have done, and Vince, you correct me if I'm wrong, he's already, <clears throat> um, or, or, or had any uh, new 
additions to, to to DC or Marvel. I, I don't know if he has or not, but yes, and he's also had additions to Image Comics and stuff as well. Like he's written his own stuff. There's a whole thing about like a, a school, a very X Men style thing that he's done before as well. Right. Yeah. So mm-hmm. I mean, he had the framework already kind of in place, uh, and he succeeded greatly with that. Um, so I think he's he's done more than most other uh, comic book story uh, authors. He's done more with pre-existing characters than uh, anyone else. So on, on that note, it's just like Magic already has these pre-existing characters. So who else to kind of drive it forward a little bit? Because you look like someone like a Jeff Johns or something that tried with in the DCEU and failed miserably, even though he was so yeah, connected. Yeah, Morrison is the Jeff Johns is the Jeff Johns that DC Universe deserves. Ex- That's what got Morrison. Ex- exactly, <laughs> exactly. So. Um, I mean, with a just razor, razor thin, uh, because like I said, I think that Neil Gaiman would be the, just a, a great person to, to kind of make these additions to characters or, or have his own spinoffs. But if we're just talking about Magic the Gathering story already in place, I got to go with Grant Morrison. So I have to give <gasps> the entire oh! match to Pleasant Kenobi. I feel and you know what? sick. But... He wins, but I win as well, emotionally. <laughs> <laughs> I can't see Connor's face on Skype, so I can't see how he's reacting. <laughs> <laughs> he's he's laughing. He's happy for you. Good. He's I'm happy, happy for him yeah. too, coming in second. Oh, God, <laughs> here it goes. Oh. All right, wow. PK, let's go to the after. I'm back, I'm back, I'm back. Yes, welcome back. Uh, I don't know if you oh, heard, sorry. but you lost. This is the good old British countryside internet that he's got there. <laughs> no, it was a fantastic match, gentlemen. This I is why we need you... to nationalize it. <laughs> I want to thank you both. Uh, PK, let's go to the after match uh, interviews. For our winner, uh, Pleasant Kenobi, and our uh, not loser, because it was a fantastic performance, but the other competitor, Spice Arak. Okay, um, yeah, after after competition questions. Um, A question for both of you. How did you prepare for this um, uh, thing today? What's it called? The thing that we did. Yeah. Yeah. Vince, how did you prepare? (laughs) I spoke in a group message with people. (laughs) <laughs> and said that I wouldn't do any um, devil's advocate stuff on political issues, then did anyway. <laughs> so I ignored the only small amount of prep that I said I would, I, I did. Um, and I guess I thought and play. I thought about and played a lot of magic, as oh, that's kind of what I do. Great preparation. And I really like it. As it's pretty good. I'm into it. It's decent. Yeah, Connor. How did you prepare for today? Connor. Connor. Connor, are you there? Oh, sorry, I'm back, I'm back, I'm back. Bueller. <laughs> Bueller. <laughs> he's frozen again. One oh. sec. Oh, he's out. He's out. Oh, so, <laughs> so unfortunate. I, I feel like uh, it was almost, you know, Skype was, was rooting against him, his own... Mm. His own there we go. There we go, okay. How did you prepare <sighs> for today's match? Sorry, I'm so... You're so big so again! Sorry about this. <laughs> Oh, come on! What is this? Does he think he won? What happened? (laughs) I think he's just getting pissed off in a very nice way. Right. He is getting pissed off in a very nice way. Hi! I think I'm back. Hello. I'm so sorry. I prepared. (laughs) I prepared by apparently pouring lemonade in my router. Um, (laughs) And I... Like, the only... 
What's a rooter? Uh, uh, really oh. 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 <laughs> well, I mean, we are like an hour and a half in, and we've only got our first like confusion between English and American. <laughs> so we got it. We did it. Good. Yay! So, Yay. Um, um, yeah, yeah, right. Uh, I I prepared. <laughs> he prepared. prepared. Perfect. I prepared by um, uh, I like. I use like said some like vague. This maybe is what we're going to be talking about Ooh, stuff. So I prepared like um, by creating uh, <laughs> Magic the Gathering mechanics for all the major political parties within the UK, uh, creating a painful <laughs> version of Jeremy Corbyn, um, and uh, creating because I I knew we were going to be talking about movies, so I thought maybe it would be like oh design a set based around. A British film, so I designed a set based around the film Brazil, oh, uh, nice. and and that and none of that came up. So <laughs> oh I, no! So all of my hard work, I I turned nationalisation into a mechanic. <laughs> I oh god, this is all just the worst. I had a great time though. <laughs> wow. uh, so I will invite you back for the Terry Gilliam themed uh, Supreme Verdict. Uh, for, Hell yeah! Yeah. Absolutely. That could always be fodder for a future video as well. It's not. It's not lost work. No work is yeah, truly lost. Not. Right. Yeah. I'm really, I'm really quite proud with how I've um, done the Lib Dems dirty with my mechanic turncoat. So I think potentially I could do something <laughs> with that. Well, this the, yeah, this was in, right. insane. This lived up to the billing. Uh, potato internet aside, but uh, and, and this is this is kind of this is technically a singles match uh, in the league, but it is tough having you know different time zones and whatnot, but, but just, mm. if you, I'll ask this question to both of you, if you could, you know, live in a magical time and we didn't have to worry about time zones, throw a name out there that you would like to compete in a further or, or in a future match of Supreme Verdict. And we'll go with Connor first. Oh, thank goodness. Just before my internet explodes. Um, <laughs> if I, if I could pick, I think, uh, either Groucho, Marco, or Ristic Studies. I would be really interested to see what both of them would bring to the table. I think, I think preferring Groucho um, just just because I think that uh, he's got a channel that just needs more like attention. He does such good, so many good videos, and I I just love him to bits. Um, but yeah, so Groucho Marco. Million percent yeah. agree with that one, uh, Vince. Who would who would you like to call out? Anyone? Any names uh, on the table? Would never challenge Ristic Study. I think he'd destroy me in any <laughs> in anything, whether it be physical, like actual endurance from his marathon running to his intellect. Um, yeah. I would probably call out Toma because that would be pretty funny. Crim, uh, I think I could. I think Crim would be pretty funny. Both of those two from Goldfish. Uh, I had a third one, but I've just, it's just slipped my mind. Uh, uh, <laughs> nope, I've, I've gone to a weird moment where I can't remember what my third one was. <laughs> There's my two. Uh, people in the chat are saying Benjamin Wheeler, so I don't know. Oh, get Benjamin Wheeler on, and I'll I'll throw eggs at him or whatever, <laughs> whatever thing he's into these days. But uh, yeah, Wheeler's pretty fun. He, he's a he's a quick witted fellow. He's probably one of my favorite Twitch streamers actually. So Wheeler's a very good shout. Excellent, excellent. Well, thank you, gentlemen, both. PK, uh, Pixie, thank you for uh, co-helming <laughs> this thing with me. Uh, again, did not disappoint. Everyone go and check this out. But where great. can everyone find you, my friend? Everyone can find me on YouTube and Twitch. You just search Pixie Kitten Plays, and there I am. Just check it out. Absolutely. Go subscribe up to that Pixie Kitten. Connor, the Spice 8-Rack came up short a little bit today, but not in our hearts. 
Where no. can, do, nah. sir, you put out like fantastic, fantastic uh-huh. content every oh, single you. time. Uh, it, it's just really great stuff, and you're mm-hmm. just such a such a gem to know and to oh. uh, and to talk to and to hang out with. So, uh, where can everyone find you, sir? So, thank you for coming on. Where can everyone find you? Uh, you can find me on YouTube, Spice Eight Rack. Just type that in. I'm the guy that did the half an hour long uh, Goblin essay. Uh, and on Twitter, I am at Spice Eight Rack. And those are three. Oh, and I uh, just started doing streaming every Sunday and Tuesday from five till seven. I tried to not clash with anyone. I really hope that I'm not clashing with anyone here. <laughs> I did my research. Uh, but you, you can find me there um, uh, five to seven, Sunday and Tuesday uh, at Spice Eight Rack on Twitch. Excellent. Thank you, sir. Vince, uh, you, are, again, are an incredible person, incredible competitor. Uh, you did you did good work today. Your channel speaks for itself. It, it's amazing. Even with your uh, your collabs with uh, on um, Dice Removal, you have been a great co-host on that as well. Fantastic content and just a, a brilliant dude. Uh, having graciously having me on your channel and coming on here uh it's been absolute fun to to hang out with you on our occasions that we've got to so where can everyone find you and again thank you for for hanging out no thank you i've enjoyed this a lot um i uh, can be found on youtube.com forward slash peasant kenobi uh where i make lots of magic videos around different formats anything from uh commander legacy modern standard cube all sorts of stuff i play ludicrous decks as well as competitive decks as well i play on twitch.tv forward slash peasant kenobi every monday night at 7 p.m gmt but sometimes it's bst when our country decides to change the time zone still for some bizarre reason and i also do a bit of, uh, very time zones too. If you want to know the other time zones, follow me on Twitter, or I am uh, twitter.com forward slash peasant Kenobi, where I just shout a lot about magic and occasionally how shit my country is. Uh, <laughs> hey, how shit our country. Our country. Hey, how our, shit our country. all of our Sorry. countries can our, be. Yeah. And then Instagram, uh, peasant on Instagram as well, where I post pictures of food, my dog, and sometimes magic cards. Thank you so much once again to my competitors, my co-host, PK. You can find me right here on this very channel. They said, we said. You can f- talk to me about movies and magic at Orzov Done. If you like this, go ahead and tell your friends about it. Like it on YouTube. Uh, thumbs up. Tell everyone that we're doing this thing because it's a shit ton of fun. Uh, also, if you like Supreme Verdict, don't go far because in just a few hours, we're doing the second ever live teams match and that's between joey schultz matt morgan for team edh rec podcast versus jake and joel are magic uh two fantastic uh youtubers pod uh podcast people it's gonna be fun so we are closing out 2019 the debut year of supreme verdict with a bang and then of course once again uh join us in on december 11th for the championship match for the singles league championship for with jason alt cat light alex kessler for all the competitors and co-host pixel kitten i'm john we'll see you next time